Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is Satine. And this is Rob. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> it's almost Halloween. There's no time for any of that. Oh, sorry. There's important stuff to be discussed. Oh, okay, sorry. No, no need to apologize. <laughs> There'll be time for spookiness later. Yes. Um, but first things first, do you got any plans on the 27th? Oh, I might be going to Comic-Con. Oh, yeah? I was thinking of going there, too. Yeah? We should meet up. We should. And I think we should probably we should make a plan now. Let's yes. meet up at 2.30 p.m. Okay. And maybe we can talk about some stuff. Like, I don't know, what geek culture and fandom means for LGBT people. That's actually sounds very interesting. Right? And it'd be yeah. great if we could have a bunch of friends that just sort of, like, showed up to support or hear our various little glimmers of wisdom. Yeah. Wearing our faces on t-shirts. That's enough of this this act. <laughs> now I'm just going to get overt. So, Satine and I are part of the panel at Los Angeles Comic Con about what geek culture and fandom means for LGBT people this Saturday, October 27th at 2.30 p.m. at the Los Angeles Convention Center. Be there or be square. Or both. I'm not particular. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. If you decide to show up and be square, don't let Satine see you. But you can let me see you. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, sorry for shameless plug, except not quite that sorry. So, uh, and not quite that shameless. Right? Seriously. Like, it's you important. Should be this is the last chance we really have. Especially, yeah, since crazy things are happening and we get to talk about LGBTQ nerd stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah. So. So. About that. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. What on, have you been up to, Rob? On to spookiness. Ooh, yes. Lots of that. So spooky. Spooky. What's well, up? um, not a whole lot. Um, I went to a friend's birthday party at Bar 82 downtown. There are a lot of birthday parties this weekend. Yeah, well, and it was excellent in that um, this friend was recognizing, like, hey, it's two weeks before Halloween. Like, everyone's kind of busy on week on weekends. So I'm going to have my party during the day. It was from, like, two to five. Hmm. It was awesome. Like, showed up, had some beers, played some games. And then I went to my mom's for dinner that night because I was close by. That sounds cool. Yeah, it was nice. But you know what? It makes me think, what happened nine months ago that would make so many birthdays be this weekend? Was it Valentine's Day? St. Patrick's Day. Oh, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, some drunk fucking. Yeah. Wow, some booze hound fuckery. Or some late, like some very, like very late Valentine's babies. Yeah. Like overdue. Yeah. I think it's probably more likely about St. Patrick's Day. Because St. Patrick's Day is is what? March 17th. No, no. I'm sorry. That's only seven months. My math is way off. January would have been when kids were conceived if they were born in October. Holy shit. I was closer. I just had my my own Jeannot moment. God damn it. I went with you. So so these are all Martin Luther King Jr. Day hookups. That's quite serious. They got a dream. <laughs> they have a dream, and now they have a plan. <laughs> <laughs> not a plan B. Or a planned parenthood. Yeah, no, none of that. <laughs> they have a plan to have children. Yes. Um. Wow, I cannot believe I went, like... And I followed you down that damn rabbit hole, and I didn't even question you, because you're always the smart one. Well, and I had such confidence in my answer. It was just way wrong. <laughs> just way wrong. <laughs> way wrong. You should run for president. Seriously, as long as you speak with confidence. <laughs> yes. And like I'm even holding a pen in my right hand, like Bob Dole <laughs> always did. You need to speak in the third person. Yes. Bob Dole doesn't need this. <laughs> um, That's hilarious. Yeah, so Martin Luther King babies. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> 
Wow. Um, anyway, other side than that, uh, quite weekend at home. Todd's been out of town, uh, traveling about. And so, um, unfortunately, that means our Halloween series watch through is currently on pause. Oh, yeah. But I used it as a time to get caught up on other stuff, other TV shows. So, like, I'm, I'm finally caught up on The Good Place. That show is awesome. I it's know, so everybody good. says that. I just could not get on the good place but I'm train. I'm in season three now, and it's still great. Um, All right. Maybe I just have to see by myself. Because, you know, sometimes when you, did you have a boy over. What? Did you have a boy over? No. Well, I had two named Keith and Steven. Oh, yeah. No, you need a boy. Just you. Yeah, because they are so into it. It oh. was kind of forcing me to have to like it. And so then I just didn't want to. Well, and <laughs> did, did they start at the beginning with you? Yeah, they restarted. They oh, started okay. at the beginning. Wow. I think it's, you know, I want to always play devil's advocate. And it's like, oh, you love it so much. We'll see how much I love it. Wow, you're a monster. I'm kind of awful. You should just enjoy it. It's fun. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, So I'm caught up on that. And you should get to. Um, I'm now caught up on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That was one new episode for me. Nice. That show is still great, even for people who hate musicals. Okay. I watched the entirety of Big Mouth Season 2 on Netflix. Uh, I hear good things. Really funny. That show is really funny. I've only gotten through the first two episodes of Season 1. And did you like it? I do. That second episode is one of my favorite things ever, because that's where you finally get introduced to the hormone monstrous, yes. voiced by Maya Rudolph. And that scene where she shows up is one of, I think, the greatest <laughs> scenes of any TV show in the last couple of years. I had to watch it again. Oh, my God. I mean, just the moment she has where she holds up the, the, um, oh, my God. She's like, we're going to have to make some changes. And she picks up the catcher's mitt. And she's like, for example, like, you know, for starters, what the fuck is this? You know, and then the girl's like, that's my catcher's mitt. And she just throws it and just goes, get rid. Like, <laughs> that is just. And it's funny. And I actually found when I was working in the spare bedroom, if spare oom, spare oom, as I needed to get rid of stuff, if I was having a hard time, like being kind of semi attached to it, but I knew I didn't really need get to get rid of it, I, I would throw it off to the side and just go, get rid. And it helped. Yes. So uh, there should be an update to the magical. Like what the the magic of tidying up or whatever the fuck the that name of the oh, book that is. Book. Uh-huh. They used to just add the get rid chapter because oh my god, like seriously, if you just do everything in Connie the hormone monstrous voice, it's much better. Like nope, no pleasure from this. Yeah, get rid, get rid. Hello, my little gyoza. <laughs> yeah, like I fucking love my Rudolph anyway, and I have she's, to see that again. Oh, she's so good in that show. Oh yeah, season two is great. Um, very cool. And I've also started. The Haunting of Hill House. Ooh, I started that too. Did we talk about this? We did not, because no. I hadn't seen any episodes last week. So maybe we... I don't think you talked about it last I week. I don't remember, but... Okay, cool. How, how many episodes are you into Haunting of Hill House? Oh, wait. No, I guess I didn't. Um, I'm only one and a half, because oh, I fell asleep. Got it. It was I, really late. I am four episodes in. It's good. It is. It is very cool. And I, yeah. the casting is... They did a really good job of actually matching the adults to the kid counterparts of themselves. Yeah. I actually think they did a really good job. Like, so often, it's just like, oh. There's you know, no way they're related. Yeah, that child is straight up Asian. Yeah. And the, the adult version is black. Like, yeah. what, what, what were you doing? Adoption. But meanwhile, like, this one, like, yeah, the kid to their adult counterpart, you know, in the future, some of them look, like, really similar. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's really, yeah, it's well um, cast, and it's 
really interesting. So also, I was having a little bit of a uh, I don't know how to say his name. I'm guessing it's like Michelle Huisman, um, the guy who plays Steven. Mm-hmm. I was having a little bit of a tragic shortage of him on my TV. Oh, well, there you go. He was Dario in uh, Game of Thrones. That's right. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Love him. Yeah, he was great. So anyway, that's all I've been up to. How about you? What have you been up to? Uh, Well, I went to Malibu for a birthday. and um, Another Martin Luther King Jr., baby. uh, That's right. God bless him. And Keith was in town for Ah. just the weekend. Uh, for this birthday, it was our friend Tom, and it was his 30th, so it was a big one. So, um, yeah, we went. he rented an Airbnb in Malibu. It was gorgeous. It looked over the ocean. There was a hot tub. It was full of naked gay boys. And I played beer pong, and I won. So, Mazel tov. Thank you. So I had a really good time, and, um, of course, it's always good to see Keith. And then also I did a new makeup tutorial video ah. based off of Yennefer from The Witcher. Ah. So it's a beauty tutorial, but with a theme. I like it. Yeah. So in case I'm not able to be Yennefer this Halloween, like everybody wants me to be, at least the tutorials out there. Yeah, and we all want it. I do too. Budget's kind of steep right now (laughs) (laughs) and plus yeah i mean you you are running out of time so you're gonna start paying like more if you want stuff immediately yeah exactly so i think i'm gonna stick with wonder woman because she's a she's a crowd pleaser that she is so um and then i watched under the shadow oh what'd you think it was really good it's fun right it's not like 100 percent like magical like um rotten tomatoes says it is but I would give it a B, personally. Well, honestly, I, I think what made it so interesting is just that you don't really... We don't get that many... I feel like we don't get that many um, foreign horror films. Correct, yeah. And especially, like, one from Iran is just... It's not... It's very atypical. It's very... And I think the setting is really interesting. It's during the 90s, during the... Um, the uh, what war the was Desert it? Desert Storm? No, yeah, was that Iraqi and Iran? Yeah, or oh, the Iraq-Iran conflict. Conflict is that what it's called? I don't. God, I'm terrible with it. Says with history, in the, it even does recently. say at the beginning of the film what it is, and I'm sorry, I just can't remember. But yeah, it's during that war. Missiles come down. It awakes an evil spirit called a jinn, which is a genie. And um, I thought the choices were quite interesting. That they especially like. Because they do show this spirit a few times, and it's a very interesting fabric they use for the <laughs> spirit's cloak. But I kind of loved it. It's like, okay, if Alexander McQueen had a gym, <laughs> this is what it would look like. I was like, yes, and it's quite freaky. Yeah. So um, I really did like it, and it had great effects. I didn't even know at first if they were practical or like post. I was like, mm. I can't tell because they look so good. So... Well, so I'm glad you watched it. I, yeah. Like, I feel like that's a movie that just, yeah, like, I love the, I mean, I feel like I've seen so many, like, French horror films, but I've never seen any from the Middle East. And then there's the Irish one, The Ritual, which is so good. Oh, is that, like, that's a Netflix original, Netflix, right? Yeah. yeah. It was good? Oh, you haven't seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, watch The Ritual. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, you'll love it. Yeah. Nice. One for you and Todd. You're welcome. <laughs> Don't say I never gave you something. Well, some of the, like, <laughs> sorry, with Todd out of town, um, the nice thing is, like, I can watch a lot of, like, movies without, like, other movies without him. It's just not stuff that we kind of agreed to wait for. Because yeah. I, 
when he was leaving, I was like, can you please download Haunting of Hill House to your iPad, please? He was like, sure. You want to watch it while I'm gone? I was like, yes. And he was like, cool. So I think he's starting it tonight. Watch The Ritual. You'll right. like it, yeah. Well, it keeps getting popped up popped up as a, a recommended thing, and I added to my list, I think, yesterday. Mm. So um, I kept thinking, like, oh, yeah, I'll get around to that. But, like, right now, I just want to get through Haunting of Hill House so I can talk about it at work with everybody. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, and then, oh, I just want to do a little, because, you know, I love The Witcher. You what? So I, I don't know if anybody knew this, but so the... Jin, like I said, is an evil genie, and I just want to put a little bit of history in there about the Witcher and the conflict of Geralt versus uh, Jin. Is that how you say it? I think it's just Jin. Jin, yeah. Um, what is the reason how Yennefer and Geralt are tied together? So um, there's this fight that happens, and they're both fighting this genie. This is in the very first book, mm-hmm. and. The djinn is going to kill Yennefer, and Geralt has one wish left. And so he wishes to save her, to be tied to her. Hence the book title, The Last Wish. Exactly. And so by doing this, he saves her life, but then he's tied to her for forever, because that's what happens. And so it's interesting, in the video game, there is a side mission called The Last Wish. Ah. And you fight the djinn. And once you kill it, there is this sequence that happens after that you don't get in the books, at least to my knowledge, um, or I haven't gotten there yet. But Yennefer asks Geralt if his love for her is true, or if it was just the mark of the genie and it was all just a spell in Hocus Pocus. And so as Geralt, you can make a choice. Yes, it was or no, it wasn't. And I mean, you, I mean, if, make a choice and then you can watch the other choice on YouTube, which is what I did. And, oh, it's so sad. The other choice, <laughs> it's just so sad. She just looks so upset. <laughs> but yeah. So, um, yeah, a little bit of Witcher info. Nice. So I think it's pretty cool. And then, oh, also, I just want to mention, I haven't seen it yet, but the a movie I do want to see that I just found today is called The Love Witch. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Came out in 2016. It's um on Amazon Prime. Okay. And it's got a very 1960s 70s hammer-esque style to it. Like um yeah, like a hammer horror film. Hmm. And it looks pretty crazy, very like psychedelic, and it's about a witch who just wants to find love, but every time she does, the man dies. Oh, no. So it's very fun. It looks fun. What's it called? Um, it's called The Love Witch. Love Witch. Yeah. It looks pretty crazy. I'm adding it to my queue. It is exactly two hours long. I'm surprised. It has like a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. Really? Yeah. So it, it's got to be pretty good. Or at least like a cult kind of fun movie. So. Nice. Well, it has been added has been added to the list. Sweet. Thank you for the recommendation. You are all very welcome. Um yeah, so on the Let's talk about what we're playing. What are we playing? What are we playing, Rob? What are we even doing here? Um <laughs> do you want to lead? Sure. Um I had my friend Isley over the other day and she's like, I wanna play a game. And I was like, Okay. 
So I popped in Friday the 13th. Oh, man. <laughs> I was like, this has got to be interesting. <laughs> so show enough, she got, um, well, she played a camper. And because the bitch can't keep quiet and she's going, I don't find, don't come over here. I'm going to the barn. So don't come follow me. <laughs> so, of course, she's like the first camper to die, <laughs> um, which is pretty funny. And then the second round, though, she played as the killer, Jason. Yes. And is quite interesting. Was also. she better? She was actually pretty good. The controls are kind of hard to mm. to figure out at first, especially when you don't know what you're doing. So it was kind of funny because the campers were taunting her because she couldn't figure out how to swing. She didn't know how to run. <laughs> there were, like there was this one camper who had just like this. He, uh, it was a girl, and he would ju- or she would just run out in front of um, Jason and just do this like little like shimmy. shimmy. <laughs> Just swishing her hips around like a pole dance. And then Jason would be like, I don't know how to kill you. <laughs> but she got her up and coming. She oh, finally got moitered. So it all worked out. Nice. Yeah, she killed three out of the ten campers, which Something. is good for your first time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I think I would like it if I played with friends, not necessarily online people who I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you played? Have I you haven't tried? yet. Yeah. Um, I've played uh, the game last year, The Nightmare, which is another um, uh, asymmetric horror game where you play as either the, the killer or um, one of four teenagers who mm. have like a mission to it's escape. Very similar. Yeah, it takes place in the 90s, and um, it's pretty cool. Uh, we actually did the announced trailer for it at work, and so oh. I got to play it uh, quite a bit at work uh, while we were working on it. It's very similar, yeah. It yeah. sounds cool. Um, so actually, sorry, uh, before we continue on what we're playing, I'm yeah. a big dope and I totally forgot like two of the biggest things I did last week. Oh, go for it. Uh, so on Wednesday, me and Todd and, um, my friend Maddie and his girlfriend, uh, Marnie, we all went to go see Arctic Monkeys at the Bowl. Oh my God. Yes. Hello. I totally forgot. <laughs> I, I paid for a box at the Bowl. Uh, and oh my God, it was so good. So good. Like, it was such a bummer because, I mean, I saw Arctic Monkeys back in, like, 2003, mm-hmm. I think maybe 2004, at Coachella, like, right after their first album came out. And I couldn't really appreciate them that much just because I didn't like them that much. And then, like, by the time their, like, what, third major album came out, I was like, oh, shit, this band is totally worth paying attention to. And then, like, their fifth album came out, and it's near perfect and so, like, I'm a huge fan now of, like, their entire catalog. And um, then their sixth album came out, and it's fucking weird. Really? It's, it's cool, but it's okay. super weird. Because it's their new one. It's called uh, Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino. And um, the idea of it is that, like, they're, like, a the resident lounge band of uh, – the, the resident band of a, like, martini lounge in a hotel and casino on the moon. It's, I, I'm just picturing a Wes Anderson film. It's very dreamy 1960s lounge music for mm-hmm. a lot of it. Um, and it's cool. It's just a weird new direction for them. Yeah. It's like very much a concept album. I was um, going to say, it's probably a standalone. I hope so. I mean, because like, <laughs> I hope so. Because like, normally they, they kind of, you know, they, they rock. They have their own way of, of you know, being rock stars. And yeah. this album is not a rock album. Um, But, uh, oh my God, the show at the ball was so good. It was so good. I, however, drank like an idiot because i just don't drink that much anymore 
and I had like three giant beers. And uh, the next day, I felt like death. Did you? It was awful. Well, what were you drinking? I just had like what a tall boy of like a Budweiser, and then I had okay, Rob, <laughs> right and, there is your first mistake. And then I had like a giant Sapporo. <laughs> And I also had a. Um, You're mixing your beers, girl. Yeah, and I had a. I had, an, I had another beer also. It was like another sort of like I forgot what what it was, but it was like a craft brew. These are all different alcohols. Yeah, I had three. Like I had three different beers, and it was. I was in the hurt box the next day. Yeah. I felt fine that night though, but like the next day, ooh. Yeah. Um, and then the next day, I went to another concert. I went to go see uh, Tune Yards, at uh, the Mayan downtown, and that was fun too. I went to that with John. And um, Tune Yards are fucking crazy. Yeah. Like, their music is kind of just batshit nuts all the time. But it's really impressive. Like, um, the the lead singer, um, she, and she's basically who Tune Yards is, um, she would create all of her loops, like, right on stage. She would just start singing into a microphone, and then, like, as soon as she got to the end of, like, a vocal run, she would just start the next sort of layer on top of it. Mm-hmm. And you just hear her building these these harmonies with herself. And, um, and then she, like, it all just stopped and she'd pull out, like, her ukulele or whatever and start a song and then start hitting all the pedals and stuff. And next thing you know, it's like the song is totally happening. It was really cool. That sounds cool. Um, anyway, so yeah, two big concerts this last, uh, this last week. I can't believe I forgot about those until now. Anyway, yeah, you, you mentioned Isley and I was like, oh, Arctic Monkeys. I have to talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so, yeah. um, anyway, so yeah. What else have you been playing? Anything else good? Uh, yeah, well, the other thing, um, I'm still playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. How is that going? I love this game. Yeah? Um, I haven't got to play it too much, so I'm not too much further into it. However, yes. I re-discovered um, Odessa, and I have slept with her now. <gasps> Congratulations. And she's now on my crew. That's cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So that was pretty dope. Um, my, I have a new, I found a, like a warrior's tunic hmm. that I wear and it's basically like a sheath, but I have this face paint on, like I'm a clan of the cave bear That's warrior. That's fun. So I, I look like Aloy from, um, <laughs> Rise Zero Dawn. Rise and Zero Dawn. Did you lose the helmet? I did. So you still have one armed, it's just not activated visually. Yes. Yeah. I pressed the R3 button. Right. And I went, boop, Goodbye. So, thank you for You're that. You're welcome. Here to help. She's more visually stunning without a helmet. Right. And the other thing, because, I mean, this is kind of news, but I would rather just share it now because it's part of this game. Yes. Um, here we go. I feel like there is so much stuff. Um, oh, here we go. So, oh, fuck. I think maybe I, I fucked up somewhere. What'd you do? Oh, maybe I closed it. I'm an idiot. Anyway, so I was reading this article on that was just saying how um how close this game gets to how life in ancient Greece would actually be. Mm. And like scholars have looked at it and of course there are like little things that are like, uh, oh, that's not quite right. But overall, it's a super close representation of what real life is like back then. Really? And so they were quite stunned at how good this representation was. Nice. And I liked it, this um, article because it had a lot of um, examples. Oh, here it is. Um, that were really interesting. 
It says, one academic leading the discussion is Dr. Kira Jones, a former classicist who earned her PhD in Greek and Roman art history. Blah, 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 blah. Um, and it says, a longtime gamer. She previously created... A, uh, no. And then it goes, small details in Odyssey require a team of online scholars to locate and decipher... For example, Jones posted a nondescript stone slab in one of the game's buildings that contained an engraving in ancient Greek. She wanted to know if it was a real inscription, and it turns out it is, and it's translated to uh, Lisan of Hermione, a blind boy. While wide awake, he had his eyes cured by one of the dogs in the temple and went away healed. So, yeah, uh, they're just very impressed at how, um, how much detail went into this game. The tiles... Most of the colors are correct to the time period. And so, yeah, it's... it's That's cool. And so I think a lot... It's when another Assassin's Creed game that a lot of schools are going to pick up as a walkthrough through ancient times. Well, I imagine they're going to have to do that sort of museum mode like they did with uh, Origins for that as well. Yeah, exactly. Well, And like even Origins, a lot of people... Well, some people um, were noticing the... Um, I think like the, either the main menu or the... Um, maybe just the title uh, graphic for the trailers um all the hieroglyphics on the back wall actually told like a real story or at least real sentences like they actually communicated something that was specific to the game mm. and people were like all right they actually used real hieroglyphics in a natural order that actually communicate something that is pertinent to this game yeah like they definitely put in their they do their homework yeah they have they had a historian with them to help them build the yeah. So yeah, they it's a great game and I recommend it. Nice. So go 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 buy it. <laughs> you play anything else? Uh just to, uh Overwatch. Ah, Your turn. As always. As always. Um so I haven't played um, much more Assassin's Creed Origins either. Um I've been enjoying it, but I haven't really uh made much more progress since we last spoke. I'm at like level twenty four. Oh, you're way past me. I just hit ten and I'm super excited. <laughs> so I'm further along than you, but I still haven't actually done much since last week. Okay. Um uh, just with all the you know concerts and and TV I've been watching. Yeah. Uh, I also have been playing a little bit of Forza Horizon Four just because the game is beautiful and it's uh, you know fun to go drive around for a little bit. Um, on Friday, my copy of Dark Souls for the Switch arrived. Hey yo, you've never well, played well, that game before. When so I actually fired up the game and played it handheld uh, through the tutorial. Uh, on Friday, just because I wanted to see how it felt. It feels good. Uh -huh. um, although I just did a warrior build because I knew I could get through the tutorial quickly. But um, I actually want to start the game over as a sorcery build. So it will be like playing a whole different game. I never played with magic mm. before. Welcome to my world, Rob. So I'm going to be a magic user on this next round. So it'll be like I a whole new that. game. Yes. Um, it takes a whole new set of skills. Right, yeah. Closest I ever got to magic before was um, pyromancy. I feel like... You um playing as the warrior character is always like the easy way out. Yeah, because you could just bulldoze your way through a, l a lot of the time. Yeah, and you just take all the damage and just sort of go with it. There's a lot more skill yeah. in being a yeah magic wielder. So yeah, because like and of course in in the Souls games you have a choice of whether you want to be like a sorcerer, which would be you know intelligence build because the stronger your intelligence, the better your spells, or you can be a priest. At which you are a faith build, and the higher your faith level, the higher your miracles perform. So you can either have miracles or spells. Where the what's the difference? Well, just um, a lot of times they do similar things, but like the miracles are all faith driven, while spells are intelligence driven. So it's what character stat you want to build. 
Gotcha. So, um, yeah. Like, but, what would be a faith spell? Uh, or... there's healing. Like, healing's one, and like, I mean, like, they have also like, I, I think soul spear is like the big magic attack, but there is like a, a an offensive faith based attack that's similar, I believe. Gotcha. Um, so it's just a matter of like how you want to like which degree of of magic user you want to be, whether it's a a miracle or a spell. What do you think he'll be? Spells, of course. Yeah, we're that's... going. We're gonna do some. We're gonna fuck around with some dark magic while we're at it. Ooh, you know, if you um throw out dark magic, it'll come back three times as bad. Well, the Souls games have never been sunny situations. <laughs> it's bad to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're already kind of damned. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Dark Souls for the Switch, totally a thing. Um. I also bought, have not played yet, but I'm really excited. Jackbox Volume Five came out last week. Oh, dope. With five new, new games. I wish they would redo my favorite game. Which one? The um, the killer one. Trivia Murder Party. Trivia Murder that Party. That one's still good though. I love that one. Um, I guess technically there's one game that they kind of already done, and that's um, you don't know Jack, the trivia game. Um, the thing that started it all. Mm-hmm. This new one has, I want to say it's called You Don't Know Jack Full Stream Edition, and it is. Uh, a it's a all new you don't know Jack uh game that is actually supports up to eight players because the main reason why I think we never really played the you don't know Jack in Jackbox Volume One is because it caps out at four people, while all the other games cap out at eight or more. Okay, and so now this is you don't know Jack with eight people, and audience support up to ten thousand. Oh my god! Right. So uh, anyway, so Jackbox Five someday I will get to play that when we have a party again. 10,000? Can you imagine having 10,000 votes? That's nuts. We should make this happen at Comic-Con. God, we should all just play Jackbox. That'd be so cool. That Um, would be actually really fun. So, uh, in gaming backward compatibility news, the entire Crisis series, Crisis 1, 2, and 3 for Xbox 360 are all backward compatible on Xbox One, if that is a thing that you care about. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, but so I didn't play that many games over the last week. However, at bar 82... I finished an arcade game, which makes it 25 games completed so far this year. I finished the game The Irritating Maze. Have you ever played that game? No, I've never even heard of it. All right, so The Irritating Maze is it's a, it basically it's, it's a, the arcade equivalent of a of a carnival skill game. The idea is that your character is holding this like obviously it's all on a screen, but like the idea is that like you are holding a metal rod in a maze and if it touches the walls of the maze you die and so you have to move this it just looks like a circle because it's like a cross section of the rod mm-hmm. um, i'm looking at pictures got it so you're moving this basically the circle through the maze avoiding various obstacles to get to the finish point it's, before time runs out it's kind of like operation but a maze and you're operating it via a trackball. oh god and you're but you're on a tight time constraint and there's all sorts of shit coming at you and you have to just avoid it um, so it was sort of mentioned to me in passing, like as a uh, challenge by Alfredo, actually. <gasps> hey. And so um, I started playing it, and I realized I had a somewhat of a knack for it. Okay. Um, so I finished it. I beat all three of the difficulty levels, and I set two records on the machine. It could be that they reset that machine every day, so the records could get reset every day. However, I did set two records that day. Very cool. Who knows? Maybe it's on all the time, and I just don't know. How many, um, how many levels are there? There's only three. There's uh, novice, expert, and professional. Professional is fucking hard. Is that the one with the turnstiles? Uh, 
turnstiles. Oh, near the robot face. Mm-hmm. That one actually is. I think that is this. Yes, that is that is. Uh, that looks difficult. <laughs> the, the next section is actually even harder. Oh. That's the second to last section of the whole of the whole game. Uh, but yeah, so twenty five games down because I have now beaten the irritating maze. So I'm the master of all things irritating. Yes, I would. Don't agree. look so surprised. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you? Oh, sorry. I meant. Oh, congratulations, Rob. Thank That's you. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, maze. Oh, God. (laughs) Get out. Get out of here. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? I'm not going to do it. (laughs) 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 Um, Anywho. So, yeah. So, that's why I've been playing. Is it time for us to learn? Oh, I think it is. Is it? If we haven't been learning enough already, here's some more. I've already learned some things. It's time for the word of the week. (laughs) Is it love witch? No. But that's a good one. Because I'm guessing that's when love is between two pieces of bread. I love which. <laughs> You're stupid. I know. And I love it. Continue. What's the word? <laughs> um, I think it cor- auto-corrected my word. <laughs> I'm looking at it. I'm like, that doesn't look right. <laughs> the word is love witch. <laughs> you know, I have such a hate relationship with my computer because it corrects everything. Even when I spell it correctly, it's like, no, that's not a real word. Or that's not really what you meant to say. <laughs> Actually, it is. And I hate you. Okay. So the word of the week is, uh, oh, yeah, barnstorm. Barnstorm. Yes. Oh, I actually know what that is. Uh, it means almost like to, it's like a, it's to ambush something often or uh like you know some people use would use the phrase uh bum rush um at least that's what i thought it meant i think i thought barnstorm meant to sort of like to storm in and like ambush or to barge in on something hmm maybe there's a second i could i could i could be mistaken actually or i could be misusing it so what is the actual definition of barnstorm um the definition of barnstorm it's a verb and it's to conduct a campaign or speaking tour in rural areas by making brief stops in many small towns. I was I've never heard of it in that context. I thought Barnstorm meant something else. And since it's, you know, campaign season, it's um voting season, I thought that'd be a good one. Yeah. So the quote they use is President Trump and Vice President Pence are barnstorming um swing states with sixty eight days to go before the midterm elections. Crazy. Yeah, I it's so funny. I guess I then I've heard people misuse it. Like, quite a bit. Yeah. That's so crazy. Maybe they were thinking it's a different word that sounds similar. Yeah, that's so funny. I feel like, yes, I'm used to Barnstorm being, I, I thought, more of a a modern sort of term. Wow. To travel through. Yeah, yeah, no, I was looking on, I was looking as well, and I don't see any real... Um, Relation. Yeah. Yeah, well, then you did learn something. I did learn all. something today. That's like... <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> That's just nutty. I actually learned something from Word of the Week. <laughs> Seriously, so I've, I've been, I've been Googled like Urban Dictionary definitions of it. Uh, I did, however, uh, get to the word barn slut. <laughs> what is a barn slut? It is a girl who will sleep with any animal that walks through the barn door. Oh, shit. And, like, Should we have an Urban Dictionary Word of the Week? Oh, my God. That's on? pretty fun. <laughs> uh, like, yeah, and the, the example sentence is. Tabitha went home with that loser from the tenth floor at the party last night. She's such a barn slut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm gonna use that. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like just whatever word you have, add Urban Dictionary to your Google search and just see what the closest word it gives you is, and just go with it. Just go with it. 
Wow. <laughs> barn slut. Nice. Anyway, so uh cool. Do we know barn slut shaming? No, there won't be. Um well that's crazy. I know I learned something today. Yeah. Well, is it time for the vinyl frontier? Yes, it is. Um, well, uh, not a whole lot to report, except I got an email from Mondo uh, earlier today with the excellent news. They want news. to be on the podcast. Oh, God, I wish. No. no. Uh, with the excellent news that on Wednesday, when this episode goes live, everybody, like, so as soon as you're done listening to this, you could go to Mondo and buy these because they're going on sale. Right now. The vinyl soundtracks to Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Oh, my God. It's the best. And Castlevania Rondo of Blood. Yeah. Oh, since for it's, their new... Um, since it's brought to you by Mondo, let's call it Mondo, Mondo of, of Blood. Blood. But, you know, Aww. yeah, because it ties in with Dracula, or no, with Castlevania... Requiem? Thank you. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck is that combo either. of games called? I was supposed to be like, Castlevania forever <laughs> and i nearly said that's like cool dracula x and i was like no that's a different game <laughs> yeah so yeah castlevania requiem that one for the playstation 4 nice it's going to have both of them i'm super i mean that's a really good yeah set so yeah on wednesday you can go get them um so uh well you better just stop right there because you're gonna be stopped for a long time because i do not have a graphic jam this month so I should stay this stopped month, this week. <laughs> so I should stay stopped. Like, is the podcast over? You have to over? hitchhike to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Well, can yeah. Large Marge get me to the news section? I hope so. Oh, good. It's... Tell them Large Marge sent you. Good, I will. <laughs> it's it's Halloween. It's it's Large Marge time. Oh my god, so good. Um, however, I did just get in the mail a uh, dump truck falling off the Empire State Building. And when <laughs> they pull the body, wait, it was twist. How did she say it? They pull, I think they pulled uh, the, the, the twisted the body, body from the wreck. wreck. It looked like, like, like this. this. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking scared the shit out of me. Oh my as God, a kid. as a kid, I was so not okay with Large Marge. Um, anyway, sorry. Uh, Funny story, and I think I've told it before, but just so Travis and I would not be scared of it anymore, my dad froze it on Large Marge so he, we could, like, examine her just to make sure, you know, it's not actually that scary. And, well, remember when pause used to have an unpause automatically? Uh-huh. That fucking thing came back on and we <laughs> screamed so loud and ran into the other room. Father of the year there. <laughs> That's amazing. That was- the best. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. Enough large Marge references. Oh, yeah. So what came in the mail? Um. Oh, The Witching Hour by Anne Rice. So like the, entire... the novel? Yeah. I know it's not a graphic novel, oh, okay. but remember I said I was, I was going to buy it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or listen to it. Yeah, it's a thousand pages, so I won't talk about it anytime That's soon. The first book of like the Mayfair witches? Itch in my nose. Oh, <laughs> I look like a cocor right now, oh, scratching my nose. I had lunch with one of the bosses today, like one of like the owners of the company, and my nose was so itchy <laughs> the entire time. I was kept being like, "Excuse me," <laughs> and it just it looked like, like Rob. Seriously, I was like, "Jesus, I look like such a mess." But my nose is so itchy right now. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so it is Mayfair witches, and th- wait, and then it goes what Taltos, then Lasher. Is it Talos or Taltos? I, you know what? You probably know better than well, I do. I don't do. know. I'm, but those are the rest of the Mayfair Witches, though, right? It goes Witching Hour and then those two. Yeah. Right? Because it's a trilogy. 
Or is there another I thought one? it was four, but is there you might one? be right. No, I think there might be another one, actually, that um, has another name like The Witching Hour. Yeah, I will look it up while we talk. No, just curious. Because, yeah, I don't know that much about the Anne Rice stuff, but I remember my sister reading a handful of Anne Rice, and I think she was way into The Witching Hour, and then I think she fell off midway through The Mayfair Witches. So it looks like... Oh, it's the three-book bundle. You're right. The Witching Hour, Lasher, and... Um... It doesn't put the third one. Really? <laughs> wow. That's so weird. Huh. So but so Lasher's the second one. Yeah. Crazy. I should have done my research, but I haven't read it yet. That's no, fine. I was I'm I'm always kinda curious like how they you know, like how some of these series go forward. Oh my god, and if you buy it oh oh now I'm really sad because if you buy it on um uh, audio. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry reads one of them. What? That would be so fabulous. Yeah, Witching Hour, Lasher, Taltos. Okay. There you have it. There you go. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Well. Uh. Well, it forward. says the Witching Hour is a complex history of mysterious Mayfair family through centuries of their tangled existence with a demonic spirit, a spirit that has brought them power and a terrible tragedy. At the center of the novel is Rowan Mayfair and the heir to the Mayfair fortune who must face her family's mysterious past and her own strange powers. Hmm. So. Well, I remember a lot of my friends were reading that in high school and like on bus trips, they'd always like hand the book around whenever they came across like a really graphic sex scene because we were in high school. And that yes, was like, it was you know, exciting. Oh, it was very exciting. <laughs> yeah. Um, They're like, read that word seriously. out loud. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, I was like, "What's a blowjob?" <laughs> yeah. I remember being on the bus with my friend, and pe- and the girls behind us were talking about blowjobs, and we're like, "What's a blowjob?" Yeah, super loud. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just like, I don't know. This is bad. I'm saying it real loud now. Yeah. Wow. God, I was so naive. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Well, I guess we're on to some news then. Yeah, let's do the news. I hopped on on the broom and uh, flew to the news section. Let's do it. So I have a lot of really short little news stuff to talk about. Yeah, me too. You go first. All right. Well, um, the new Halloween opened last weekend and uh, apparently broke all sorts of records. Like it was a very big opening. Uh, It was, it set here. Here's some records that it did. Um, It is the highest opening weekend gross for a woman led horror film. Whoa, that's cool. It is the highest grossing opening weekend for any movie starring with its lead being a woman over the age of 55. Okay. Um, and it is the highest opening for any Halloween franchise film. Okay. So of 11 movies, this is the highest. Um, and uh, it is the second highest October premiere ever. What, what's the first Saw? It's a Saw movie. Venom. From earlier this month. What the fuck? And it's only three million behind Venom's number. Venom opened to eighty million, and Halloween opened to seventy-seven. And Venom ain't no good, apparently. Venom was number one two weeks in a row. Really? Yeah. Did you see it? No. Yeah, I heard bad things. I've heard it's like bad but fun. I don't know. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm willing to give it a go. But yeah, like, how crazy is that though? That like this week or this this month, we've had two records set in October um, between Venom and Halloween. Yeah, and Halloween really got cool. at least a lot of other cool um, records, you know, kind of showing that uh, women get shit done. 
<laughs> yeah, they do. If you were just learning that now, you have been way behind. Jamie Lee Curtis did a, a, a boasting tweet about it with the hashtag, like, women get stuff done or something like that. Yeah, she's so dope. I love her. Yeah, she's super political, too, which I love. And she cosplays with her gay son. Oh, it's funny. I've actually, I've seen... Trans son? Um, I forget now. I don't, actually, I don't know. Something. But yeah, no, I could but have just made up an entire lie. She's super cool, though. I was about to say I've seen her, but I haven't seen her. I've seen Jodie Foster. Oh, who's cool too? With her son, I think. Um, at uh, Eddie Three one year. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, that'd be dope. Um, but I've never, I've never met Jamie Lee Curtis. Although a lot of coworkers uh, were at the premiere, and um, uh, Bill Neal, the trailer editor um, for Halloween, got to meet her and got a photo, which I was super jealous trying to look it up really fast but i don't think she seems super cool i might have just made all that shit up just now all right then well do you want me to keep blowing through some news, news real fast we look stuff up yeah go for it um so it looks like friday the 13th might get another reboot another oh. one which i guess it has been like 10 years since the last one but i liked the last one the reboot that they did directed by marcus nispel did you see that one which one the friday the 13th reboot no, I didn't. It was fun. And, I would see that one. And it looks like it's... I can grab it from the media room for you. Um, <laughs> and um, I believe it's... it's or so the rumor is it's getting rebooted again. Um, part of the whole thing with Friday the 13th, the, the game, why they stopped all the DLC for it, is because apparently that franchise is currently in a little bit of... It was in a legal battle about like who owned the rights to it or whatever. And I guess it reverted to the original writer. Uh, the guy's name is uh, Victor Miller. And... This new Friday the 13th, the rumor is that it's going back to the control of Victor Miller with production company, or the, you know, the production partner, being LeBron James Company. Oh. So LeBron James could be a producer or executive producer of the new Friday the 13th. So we'll see how that develops if it uh, becomes anything. Interesting. uh, Yeah. Um, Do you have any news you want to talk about? Are you still looking well, that up? Do you, you want me know to what? I think I may have said a big lie. I think I'm, her son is just a um, cis guy. and But she did cosplay with him at the World of Warcraft. Um, oh, yeah. We're hearing premiere. about that. Yeah. So, That's still pretty cool. That's cool, too. So she's a cosplayer. <laughs> Sorry if I just made up a big lie, but I corrected it. You so. did. In the same episode, no less. That's yeah. Good. So that's a, that's a first for us. <laughs> so do some news. Let's talk about um, news. Yeah. So I don't know if we've talked about this before, but Twitch Prime has some free games this month. Did we talk about them? No. Darksiders, the War Master Edition. Yeah. It's free. Yo. Um, Sanitarium. Ooh. Soma. Ooh. And System Shock. Those are that's, those are some good games. Plus, ooh. Um, if you have Assassin's Creed Odyssey. There is a Aegean Pirate Pack. Aegean. Oh, Aegean. Aegean. Ooh, I just fucked that up. Hey, okay. You, you corrected it yourself, though, and you got it. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So there's a bunch of free stuff on Twitch right now, and it's all yummy. Nice. Yeah. Well, um, I wasn't sure what to do with this headline. Um, no, I'm not even going to mention it, because it's not that interesting to me. All right. Well, one headline just went away. Okay. Um, but I got one I was super excited about that I posted on Facebook today. Disenchantment, the new Matt Groening show, yes. has been renewed by nice. Netflix through the year 2021. So what, 
three years. Good which, for them. So yeah, 2019 will be the part two follow-up to the first 10 episodes that have already happened. And then it looks like we don't know what the plan is, if they're going to go to seasons, or if it's going to continue to be like 10 episode parts to the story. We don't know if 2021 will be the end, but we know that at least there will be something from Disenchantment for the next three years, which I'm very excited about because I actually rewatched an episode of Disenchantment this weekend. Good fucking God, that show is so funny. And if you can shake a lot of the baggage that you have for it, based on the fact that it's from the creator of The Simpsons and Futurama, it's really a great show on its own. You just have to distance it from its older siblings. You know? Yeah. It's its own... I want to see it. It's its own show. Yeah. And I love knights and princesses and shit like that. And I love Abby Jacobson. Okay. I love her. Then we're both going to be happy. Yeah. Did you ever watch Broad City? No, oh but God. I know who you're talking it's about. It's so funny. And everybody tells me how great it is. It's a great What show. is it on? Comedy Central. What do you stream that on? Uh, I want to say the Hulu? previous... I think the previous seasons of it are all on Amazon Prime. Oh. I have to check that out. I think. I can double check that. Do you want to do some news? So, apparently there's this book coming out. A that book? Is right up our alley. Really? And it's um, by Laura Kate Dale. What? So, I might be related to this woman. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> And by the title of this book, I most definitely probably am. Things I Learned from Mario's Butt. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. It's literally a book about video game character asses and how you feel about them (laughs) and what kind of impact they've had on our um, video game culture. So... Some note, um, some butts of interest. Oh, it also has um, commentaries by Jim Sterling, Zoe Quinn, and Justin McElroy. And I don't know who they are, but they seem important. Justin McElroy used to be one of the big editors at Polygon. Who are the other people uh, you said? Zoe Quinn. Zoe Quinn is a famous game developer. She, unfortunately, I think was one of the people who was uh, a victim of Gamergate. Oh, God. And Jim Sterling. Jim Sterling is the guy who created the web series, The Jimquisition, and he used to work for The Escapist. And so he's another reputable games journalist. I love having an encyclopedia with me. Seriously, no computer here. I'm no no need. There's no need. <laughs> so some noticeable buts oh. in this book are Solid Snake. Oh, 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 Middle yeah. Gear. When does this book come out? Well, is it a picture book? It has drawings, but they're mm. drawings made just for the book. Okay. So, but has it come out yet? It has a release date, but it still says it's still funding. So, lame. lame. It's it's only 46% funded so far on unbound.com. Oh, so, no. if you want some butts in your life, go and p- make a pledge. They have a bunch of stuff still. <laughs> and um it does have a re- release date. But I can't find it. But anyway, so here's some butts. Yes. Um, Mario's and Luigi's. Yes. Uh, Donkey Kong, <laughs> which his butt never did me did anything for me. Um, Link, Tracer, Diva, Widowmaker, Miranda Lawson from Mass Effect. Mass Effect. Yeah, in fact, you need the Mass Effect. Um, the Bloodborne game disc. 
Oh, that's the best. I don't even know what that means. Okay, you should keep, <laughs> you should keep talking about this. I'm actually going to go grab this because you need to see this. Okay. It's amazing. All right. Um, Puker from Dead Space. <laughs> Poison from Street Fighter. So, hey, I love that. And um, the L-shaped Tetris block from Tetris. That's a stretch. And then there oh Skull Kid from The Legend of Zelda. So there's a bunch of them. But um, those are a few notable few. Alright, so Alright, so uh, let's see what Bloodborne's got for me. I present to you the Bloodborne disc. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you put your fingers oh, against the hub, it just looks like a butt. God. That's amazing. Yeah, it's who like, came I, up with that idea? I'm like, yeah, like there are better photos where people have done it really well, but I'm just kind of you know, <laughs> fudging it right now. But yeah, the whole so idea cool. is that you can do a a nice little just pressed ham against. Does the, he have uh, some chaps on? Some <laughs> assless chaps. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the bloodborne butt that that was referred to in that. I fucking love that. I wish there was a picture of that in here. Well, um, I think cool. I mean you could easily Google that one if you look up bloodborne butt. I bet you it'll show up. <laughs> So I am if going to Twitter this also. So if you want to help fund this book, you can. And it'll be on our Twitter, hopefully, if I can figure out how to do it. So, yeah. Your turn. If yeah. you have anything. Yeah, I have tons more. Okay, go. So um, let me get this Bloodborne game out of the way. Size brought that in for that. Just for one little moment hey, that no one here could see. That was so fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I love that the book calls out the Bloodborne butt. Um, so this is a bit of news that is sad, and it made me think of you when I read it. Uh-oh. Wonder Woman, 1984. Oh my god, yes. Got delayed to summer 2020. It's only seven more months, though. But also, and seriously, like, I'm gonna say the same thing I say about games. Hey, delay it, make it good. Get it right. Yeah, just don't fuck it up. I'd rather you make me wait and make it awesome. Yeah. So... Usually things that are delayed usually end up very damn good. Yeah. So. And at least when they announce it gets delayed. Like, it's a problem, like, when there's some movies, like... Last minute. Yeah, like, the movie, like, Lost Souls with Winona Ryder and Ben Chaplin. I like that movie. It's not very good. Uh, and I think New Line recognized it wasn't that good, and they were like, let's just hang on to it. I think the movie sat on a shelf for, like, a year and a half before, like, a Friday the 13th in October came out. And they're like, we'll release it that day, because it's, you know... The date will do all the work for us. Wow. That movie's not very good. But oh. it's beautiful. Um, it's directed by, uh, what's his name? Janusz Kaminski, who is uh, the director of photography for like a ton of Spielberg's movies. So it has this really great look to it, but not very good. Hmm. Um, Did you say the actual date? It's um, June I, 5th. Oh, okay. I didn't know what, I didn't know what date. I just knew 2020. Yeah. So, um, well, sad news, but, you know, it sad, happens. Sad, but I'll deal with it. Um, Devil May Cry, the new game coming out next year, apparently in Japan has an $8,600 version of the game that comes with a giant leather jacket that is reminiscent of Dante's. Holy fuck. Must be a real nice jacket. It's real leather? I think so. And it's like a, like a trench. It's like a big, big leather jacket. 8,600? That's like... A uh, Mark Jacobs. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a couple of nice jackets. I I feel. Um. So yeah. Anyway, uh, good for them if they, they should sell come any. with the jacket, the sword, the pants, the shoes, the, man. the haircut, and the man. Yeah. 
Yes. Although, no, if that's the case, I want it to come with Virgil. No, I like Dante. I'm a Virgil guy. That's cool. Um. Uh, and then um, I'm going to go ahead and file this under how is this news. I'm kind of excited about it, and that's why I'm talking about it. But yeah. also, it's a weird little article I read. There's an article saying there will be news about the medieval remaster in the next one to two weeks. That's the article. So the article is that we can look forward to another article about a game. I can't wait. <laughs> your your face. <laughs> I'm just shaking my head. And meanwhile, I reported it, which makes it even worse. I just talked about it. But I do like medieval. Like, that's why I got my PlayStation 1. Uh, and so I'm excited about the remaster because I think Sir Daniel Fortescue, or Fortescue, as some people say it, mm-hmm. uh, I think he's super fun. And that's a fun game. But also, how is that news? I'm sorry. It's fine. I feel I feel so dirty. But I have I want to add to your um, Wonder Woman comment. Wonder so Woman. Apparently, Gal Gadot, because we mentioned this earlier, yes. at least this phrase earlier in the podcast, um, she tweeted, "Super excited to announce that thanks to the changing landscape, we are able to put Wonder Woman back to its rightful home, June fifth, two thousand twenty. Be there or be square." <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. I love it. <laughs> Perfect timing, right? Um, so uh, more in the comic booky world of things. Yes, yes. So remember last week when Iron Fist got canceled? Last week I re- I mentioned yes, that Iron I Fist remember. got canceled. I was thinking of um, Doom Fist from Overwatch. I was like, what? Well, this week Luke Cage got canceled. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I thought that one was doing well. I thought so too. Netflix has killed two of their. Uh, what um four individual Defenders. series yeah they've because they yeah they, they've killed the shows for luke cage and iron fist uh all that remains is daredevil and jessica jones, jessica jones. and they also have what uh punisher now punisher um but uh yeah when daredevil season three just came out well oh it did it came out i think so i, I haven't seen any billboards for it and I'm usually seeing, i see them everywhere i'm seeing reviews for it you know why, though? Because De- Red Dead Redemption's billboards are everywhere. Seriously, every single bus shelter is all Red Dead. They're on the huge buildings on Sunset. It's everywhere. Yeah. It'll probably have a huge thing over at LA Comic Con. Right. Yeah. So, cool. Um, were you finished? Uh, I have plenty more, but okay, I, I, was mean done with with, I was done with that one. So, some sad news. Uh, a gunman gets 18 to life for killing his aunt over a video game. Jesus. Columbus. I'm guessing Columbus, Ohio. I don't know if there's another Columbus. I'm sure there is. Uh, uh, it's from the Columbus Dispatch, and it says, Jacob R. McCall, who's 20, was convicted last month um, by Franklin County jury of murder with from murder with a gun um, and tampering with evidence. Uh, McCall at the time was 19 and shot Naika Brown, 46, in the head at point blank range inside the apartment they shared. Um, And the testimony showed that the two were arguing over a missing $50 video game. Oh my god. Yeah. Did they say what game it was? They do not. But I'm guessing Grand Theft Auto. (laughs) It's always Grand Theft Auto. Or Madden. Really? Madden. Know. Hey, I don't know. Making guesses. There are no guns in Madden. Well, yeah, but it's not like he 
I know. Yeah. But I remember reading a study, which who knows if it's legitimate or if it uh, is even still the case. But I remember a thing saying, like, violent video games apparently don't cause aggression. I know. It's racing and sports games. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. But, like, that was an old study that, you know, about aggression in, in gamers. I mean, I don't think video games cause aggression. I mean, they do, but not to the point of killing someone. I think it's just mental. Yeah, it's just shitty people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he was, he's not stable. So there you go. Mm-hmm. And that's what kills people. So it could have been a video game. It could have been a toy. It could have been like some flowers. Yeah, could have been anything. Anything. So yeah, that's unfortunate, but that's yeah. what happened. Well, also unfortunate, but way less. So it's really not that big of a deal. Uh, apparently, former President Obama does not care about Pokemon. Oh, shit. What's wrong with him? <laughs> uh, there's a video that just got posted to Twitter a little bit ago where he's talking. Um, it's like the like responses you can say to your friends who aren't voting. Ooh. And um, one of them was, you know, to the the to the statement. Well, I don't care about politics. He's like, I don't care about Pokemon. That doesn't stop the fact that, like, it's coming back, <laughs> you know? And so uh, everyone's just like, "That's pretty fucking." I love funny. it. Like the headline I read was just like, "Obama doesn't care about Pokemon." I was like, "Never mind that it's about like voting in the yeah, midterms." Nobody cares about that. Yeah, but uh, Obama doesn't care about Pokemon. Well, I don't either. And but I do care about voting. Care about voting. As wow. do I. We we both have something in common with Obama. We should be friends with him. You know, that'd be I so think cool. You're onto something. Oh, I miss him so much. We all do, except yeah. the stupid people. Yeah, but <sighs> so um, Intellivision reveals initial details for the upcoming Amico home video game console. Heard of it? Uh, no. I mean, I've heard of Intellivision. So a groundbreaking console approaches gaming, and the entire game industry is completely in a, in a completely unique way. And this is on, um. PR Newswire. Huh. And so there's a new system coming out in 2020. It is by some older game developers who made games such as Metal Gear Solid, Castlevania Contra, Dance Dance Revolution, Silent Hill, Tekken, Dragon Ball Z, Monopoly, and so many others. And um, some games that will uh, have already been decided that they're going to be for this system and they're remaking them are Super Burger Time. Sweet. Bad Dudes. Remember Bad Dudes? Are you a bad enough dude to save the president? I fucking love that game. Um, Caveman Ninja, which I don't know that one. That sounds like a made-up game. Yeah. Load Runner. Oh, man. Load Runner. Kung Fu Master. Okay. And Toe Jam and Earl. Nice. So that's pretty fun. So basically, they're trying to make a game system that parents actually want to buy and they're not being asked to buy. It's like something they will want to have also, especially since most video game players right now are around the age of 34 anyway. Yeah. So Nice. Yeah. Well, I have news of another game delay, or another delay. Uh, Days Gone, the PlayStation exclusive, has been pushed two months from February of next year to April of next year. Oh. Yeah, that zombie horde game that stars that guy who was in the movie the mist he was also star killer in the force awakens yeah he's also on that show being human on sci-fi as the vampire you know what i'm talking about right keep going i don't know his name 
But uh, I imagine you'll find him attractive. He's yes. a regulation hottie, I suppose. Then I, yes, I will. But he's like mm-hmm. the yeah, he's the lead in Days Gone, that zombie horde game. Hmm. So um, that's got pushed two week or two months. Okay. And as always, make it good. And I also have some bad news. Oh, no. um, yes, I'm sorry, but um, massive layoffs at another big studio. Oh no! Trion Worlds. Trion, a- yeah. Oh, sorry, Trion no, Worlds all good. gets acquired by Gamigo. Don't know that. Which is a German free-to-play game company, mm-hmm. and they made games like Rift, Trove, Defiance, and Arcage. Okay. Arcage. I have no idea. I, don't know how to, I obviously don't know how to pronounce anything. I'm like <laughs> oh, just pulling words out of hats right now. <laughs> yeah, it's, so. I've read about that, but I didn't actually read into it too much. Yeah, so 200 people have been laid off. Well, the rest of my news is not bad. So do you have any more bad news? Well, I have no more news, so you can just spitfire. The bad news is gone. Okay. Let's talk about some good things. Yeah. Um. So uh, for Xbox One X uh, owners... Um, four, four, yes, four more games, technically more, just got an Xbox One X enhancement, um, which, like, obviously that's not always news, like, when an Xbox One game gets an Xbox One X enhancement, like, it's nothing special. However, um, these are Xbox 360 games, so when a 360 game gets a One X enhancement, it's so cool to me that it's, like, getting a 4K kind of kiss. On a game that used to run at 720p. Oh. And so, like, I mean, it's like Red Dead Redemption, the original. Um, no, like, it's not like they reissued it as a new disc. It's not like they charge any extra money. The game just runs at a higher resolution, and it's gorgeous. Um, even though it's the original source textures and all that, it just runs super high res and looks really nice. Um, so, like, along those same lines, four more titles just got that treatment. Left for Dead 1 and 2. Mm. Portal, still alive. Your favorite. So good. And Half-Life, the orange box, which contains Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1, Half-Life 2 Episode 2, Team Fortress 2, and Portal. And so, um, like, you Portal two ways now. But yeah, like, a handful of, of Valve titles just got things where now, apparently, the new enhancement it got on Xbox One X has the game. But still no Half-Life 3? No. Still no Half-Life 3. It's a very sore subject. Have you been checking the Twitter? I have not been checking the Twitter account, but I'm sure it just still says no. (laughs) Um, The the crazy thing is, though, I mean, seriously, these these games are now running at nine times the pixel count that they originally did. Oh, wow. Like, that's a huge... super smooth. It's a huge resolution boost. Yeah. Um, So it's kind of cool. They look very sharp. I actually played Portal uh, a little bit over the weekend just to see it. Very cool. Um... And uh, more good news, not for you know me in particular, but it's just good news in general, I suppose. Uh, Call of Duty, Black Ops 4, or oh, yeah. Cod Blops 4, <laughs> as I like to call it, um, grossed $500 million in three days. By a lot of disgruntled nerds. <laughs> um, it's crazy, because the game has no campaign. But it just sold like it doesn't fucking need craze. to. I know it's it's like that that is like it's funny though because like you know on the PlayStation thing, all the first party games, the two fastest selling games in PlayStation first party history are Spider-Man. God of War and Spider Man, yeah, which are both single player, no online component games. Yet this multi platform game, no campaign, five hundred million in three days, gonna be one of the best selling games of the entire year. 
And they didn't spend any money on marketing. None at all. Those turds. I kid, it's everywhere. Uh, (laughs) Not quite like Red Dead on the outdoor scene, but it's playing in every commercial break during The Simpsons on FXX. And it's on every commercial break on YouTube. Yep. Call of Duty is definitely, I mean, they they advertise, and that's how they stay one of the biggest franchises in the world. Yeah. Um, So, good for Activision. I imagine we will see many more Call of Duties to come. For the rest of our lives. Yep. Um, let's talk about Red Dead, though, because it's everywhere. Okay. All right, then. Be my guest. But have you heard about the size of this game? Red Dead? No. Tell me some stats. I believe Red Dead Redemption 2 will be the first game of this generation to ever be on two discs. Oh, my God. It is a two Blu-ray set. It is a hundred gigabytes. Okay. It's a giant game. So what are they trying to prove? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's just they made a lot of game and it's got to happen somehow. This game's got a big pistol. But seriously, like, wow. Crazy. Well, also, like, you know, apparently they were saying, like, even, like, uh, the NPC, any NPC who has, like, the least amount of words in the game, like, your average NPC has, like, 80 pages of dialogue. Like, there's just a ton of... I heard there was, like, 500,000 phrases by, like, just randos. Mm -hmm. There's some statistic, like, if you stack the game script from the floor, it's, like, eight eight and something feet tall. That's just nuts. Right? Um, anyway, so I thought it was interesting, though. 100 Can you imagine game. writing that script? Well, apparently, uh, there was that article. I, yeah, we didn't talk about it, We though. did not, but about the crunch time <laughs> stuff and the yeah. long hours they put in. So they talked about how what it took to write that thing. They extended that thing so many times, though, oh, the yeah. deadline. Um, so uh, two last little bits of news. Um, this one's kind of a fun one. Um, there's a game that's really interesting, and it's a lot of fourth wall breaking, called The Stanley Parable. Um, it came out about five years ago. And it's just a fun, really, like, very smart, goofy game. A lot of people kind of compared it to Portal because it's very kind of smarter than itself. And it, it definitely, it plays with your idea of, you know, reality and, and gamer as user and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so really, there was an achievement in there that was impossible to unlock until just recently. Oh. There's an achievement in there called Go Outside. And it is an achievement that you unlock by playing the game and then not playing the game for five years. Oh, wow. And then after five years, you can fire up the game and it gives you the achievement. So you get literally an achievement for not playing the game for five years. So how did they find out about this achievement? I'm sure it was listed in the achievement list. Oh, it was listed. But like five years. Five years. So this is the first, like, uh, uh, it was a couple so days ago. So who got the first achievement? Well, I don't know. But a couple days ago, I guess the developer tweeted, like, hey, the day you've all been waiting for, you can finally unlock this. If you bought it on day one and played it on day one and never again, you can unlock that achievement now. So now I want to look back and see... When was the last time you fired it up? When last time I played Stanley Parable was. Because I know I did not play it within its first couple of months of being out. I played it uh, for... um, I think I played it for research for the Dice Awards. So I would have played it in like January. So... um, Come January, you might get an achievement. Could be a thing. Um, cool. Yeah, I need to check my Steam account. Um, so that was neat. And then my last little bit of news. Um, I didn't love this, but uh, a lot of people do. And um, we've talked about it quite a bit. 
due to uh, the influence that one of us has had in that game, uh, Dream Daddy, oh. the Dad Director's Cut, which has like some additional mini games and a few little bit of extra little bells and whistles, is coming to the PlayStation 4 on October 30th. Oh, wow. So now you can do the interactive novel daddy dad dating simulator uh-huh. on PlayStation. You can date me on PlayStation. There you go. So I have to mention it. It wasn't my favorite game, but... Uh, it's no, pretty. It's cute. Yeah. Not my favorite, but it does what it's set out to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just mad I didn't get a date, so I hate that game. <laughs> I was sad that Robert fucking hit it and quit it. He was the hot one. <laughs> yeah. He hated me. Mm. Not as much as he hated you. Well, though. yeah, no, I mean, he liked me for a minute, and then he didn't care for me ever again. <laughs> Maybe you weren't a good lay. It's entirely possible. <laughs> so what was that? The Dream Daddy? Dad Rector's Cut. Dad Rector's Cut. All right. You making notes for the synopsis? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right, so that's that's my news. Very cool. Um, so is it time for the crush? Crush. Of the week. Crush. Crush. Oh, crush. Crush. Oh. (laughs) Would you like to go do the honors? Ladies first. Oh, thank you. Well, you might have had this crush before. I cannot remember. But if you have not. I will consult my list. You'll know right off the bat, I think. Probably. James Sunderland from Silent Hill 2. No. And more. I know. Okay. Well, James. He's quite a tragic character. Well, I've actually never played Silent Hill 2. Oh, really? Yeah, I know. Oh. It's upsetting. Well. Someday. He's quite hot. My goal this year was to play a lot of classic games that I never got around to playing. That didn't really work. No. There's still still time. Yeah, there's still time. Yeah. But I didn't really follow through with that at all. Hmm. I should do that. Yeah. Anyway, continue. James Sunderland. I mean, there's only so, there are only bleh, <laughs> there are only so many hours in the day, right? So, so, so tell me more about James Sunderland. He, um, he is kind of like a broken man. His wife is dead. He there are kind, don't want any competition, huh? Is that what you? I don't want any competition, but the problem is he blames her disease for killing her but the actuality is he may or may not have killed her himself you'll have to play the game to find out oh man so um he's kind of like a james dean looking kind of cutie um you know he's a little mentally disturbed which is fine he's a broken man i'll fix him put him right back together love a project i do love a project and i will follow him to the depths of silent hill hell that's in order to save my man Damn. From damnation. All right. Then. I feel like I'm preaching. <laughs> yeah, so he's kind of cute. I nice. like him. I like a broken man. That's nice. probably why I've dated so many of them. <laughs> All right, then. You love a project. I love a project. Too bad they never end up well. <laughs> but what are you going to do? <laughs> more, they need more hot glue. They do. What is that? That E something 6000 glue? I don't know. It's like a special type of glue that um, you like use to make. Yeah, music, <laughs> you can make jewelry with and shit like that. <laughs> I have a, a favorite pair of sandals that I've re-glued the soles to about 100. Oh, my Comic-Con sandals that I wear all the time because they're so comfortable. They finally fucking fell apart, by the Aww. way. But they've been glued and re-glued 
and stapled about 50 times. <laughs> so how about you? Who's your crush? Uh, so my crush is slightly problematic, but uh, he's super hot. Um, my crush is Nikolaus from Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I don't think I've met Nikolaus. Oh, you have. He is your character's father. Oh. oh. He's not a great person. No. But he's got a nice little beard. He's got a, a handsome face. He's got some chest hair. He's a scruffy dad. Yeah, he's like, yeah. I mean, he's the type of father who would like, you know, throw a child off a cliff. Uh, so, whew, not father of the year. No. But, ooh, definitely who, a hot daddy. Who is his relation to um the Spartan who's in the 300? What's his name? Leonidas. 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 I would say Leonidas. Why do I do that? Um, I... Just part of the guard. Yeah, I don't know. No, because I, I want to say Leonidas happens many years before where we are playing. Gotcha. I think. You could be correct. Because um, I want to say, like, you are, like, a distant... Because they do talk about Leonidas in it. They do. They, they, he's the first thing you see. Yeah. Okay, that's right. Um, but, like, I do feel like it, there's, like, a more of a distant sort of um, lineage between him and uh, the leads. Eh, okay, yeah. But um, but Nikolaus... Well, and officially, Nikolaus, I don't think he's related to Leonidas at all. Gotcha. It's, uh, it's the mom. Uh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so uh, Nikolaus... Hot stuff. Yeah, he's pretty dope. Did you look him up? Well, he's not as hot as Alexio. Well. For me. Well, it's like, I think I actually prefer him to Alexios. Alexios is too pretty. And that's why I like Alexios. Yeah. But I like a James Dean face. Hey, so. you, you like a pretty man. I do like a pretty man. Yeah, and I like a rugged daddy type. And I do, sometimes, I love Joel. Like, he's, uh, as, he's as rugged daddy as uh, I get. He's as rugged daddy as I could ever want. <laughs> God damn it. Well, there you go. Uh, Joel. <laughs> I think we should start our own coffee table book. It'd yeah. Just be called Game uh, Characters. Joel. <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> yeah, it just starts with, with a like U N H H H. Joel. And then that peach emoticon. <laughs> yes, exactly. Very nice. Yeah. So there you have it. All right. So you can follow me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter and Satine on Twitch. You can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone, where Mr. is spelled out on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. And Facebook. And Facebook. Or you can send us an email at BitDiffPodcast at gmail.com. We have new episodes every Wednesday. And would you kindly follow, rate, and comment in iTunes and Google Play and smash that subscribe button in Spotify while you're at it. Yes, please do that. And then also... Reminder, come see us October 27th at Los Angeles Comic Con at 2.30 p.m. for the panel, What Geek Culture and Fandom Means for LGBT People. Be there or be square. There you have it. And ciao Bye-bye.